What's up, guys? It's me, AJ, and you're listening to Housewives Happy Hour with AJ. Welcome back, everybody. This is the first episode, episode nine, so we're now on week nine, um, of filming during COVID. And I have to say, I actually didn't mind it as much as I thought I would. Um, I don't know about you guys. It didn't seem too far off from what we're used to. I mean, they threw in a couple scenes here and there where... Uh, they were being filmed by the crew, obviously, you know, with their masks or whatever. You know, this was months ago, right? Um, so, first off, I have to say that the intro, uh, how they photoshopped the masks on there while they're holding the oranges, I thought was absolutely brilliant. <laughs> um, I don't think they needed to do that, but I think maybe they just wanted to do it for comedic effect. I don't really know, but um, I thought it was funny. So let's dive right in and talk about um, some of our favorite moments from last night's episode. Uh, first of all, Bronwyn doing laundry. Um, she's never done laundry before in her life. She doesn't know how her own laundry machine works. Um, but yet she's cleaning all day. I didn't really understand that. Um, I mean, come on. You have like these beautiful washer washers and dryers in your house and you don't even know how they work. I mean, that's kind of sad, but typical. Um <laughs> Without getting into too much, I know I say this time and time again, but uh, without getting into too much politics and everything, um, I will say that Emily and Kelly are me. I agree with them. (laughs) I I don't want to get into it too much, but um, I think that um, they have kind of the over it mentality. And uh, that's right about where I was, like, in April, I think. April and on, I think. Because March, I was very, very much so drinking that Kool-Aid. And then I kind of just was like, all right, uh, I'm not going to do this anymore. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I don't want to get into it too much, but uh, (laughs) those are my thoughts. So let's talk a little bit about um, Shannon and her situation. So, um... We all know that Shannon is a hypochondriac. We all know that she freaks out over the littlest things. We know that she has every disease ever. Um, (laughs) However, um, if I'm going to take her seriously, which I am, you know, with her whole cough thing and her lung, whatever, um, you know, she is one of those people who falls into that category of being immune compromised, I I guess you would say. Um, I, I don't know if she's necessarily like, I mean classified as somebody who is immune compromised but she does have you know uh, a condition I would say for her lungs that would make it harder for her um, with COVID. Um, I'm not a doctor so I'm not gonna talk about her medical history too much and I'm not gonna you know talk about whether she's fine or not. However um, I am a little bit on her side with this. I mean towards March um, or in March we didn't really know everything was super unknown so um, for us to stay home was honestly the best option. Obviously now we're how many months in? We're almost a, we're almost going to be a year in, and um, we have we as a country have learned so much, right? Um, just through time, not even through study, but just through time. And um, so Shannon with her kids at the time, you know, I, I I so at the beginning of the episode I was like, okay, she needs to chill because she's like crying every day, and it's like you know, it, you're going to be fine, lady. You live in Newport Beach. You have this million dollar home. You're going to be fine. And, um, but then I started seeing how, you know, her kids were going out and everything and, um, doing all these parties. And 
Granted, I, I wasn't going to like parties and stuff, but I was going out. I mean, I was going to get food. I was going to, you know, I was going out, um, but I wasn't going to parties and stuff. So I, I understand where her frustration comes a little bit. Um, however, I think she kind of freaks out over the littlest things. And um, I, I think in that moment, she probably would have been okay if she just took a chill pill. <laughs> I do have to say, it's really refreshing to see Emily and Shane getting along so well because we're used to seeing them bicker um, day to day. They're always bickering about something. Um, and again, it's really real, you know, because we're seeing that side of their marriage that, you know, not everybody gets to see. And so, um, you know, us as walk, you know, us as viewers of the reality show, we get to see, you know, their struggles and everything and um, kind of piece together um, parts of their marriage. And I, I have to say that it's really refreshing to see that they're getting along during the COVID. Um, I mean, even Emily herself said, I wasn't sure what COVID was going to do um, or, you know, the shelter in place. I wasn't sure what that was going to do to our marriage. And it's actually helping um, just to see him like cleaning and helping out around the house and you know, you could see Emily like laughing again at his jokes. And, um, you know, it's just, that's really refreshing to see only because they've gone through so much together where I think they kind of lost that little, um, that fun that they used to have, you know, when they were dating or when they were friends. So um, it's nice to see that they kind of have that back. Okay, if y'all know me and you know me well, um, you know that that salon comment by Gina uh, how she was saying that salons, you know, are technically not essential, but um, they should be, you know. <laughs> I 100% couldn't agree with you more. I think uh, I was definitely screaming at the TV when Gina said that. I was like, yes, preach. Um, <laughs> we are essential. Um, can't tell you how many people, like, you know, have come and sat in my chair, haven't gotten a haircut all year, and their hair is either thinning, falling out, uh, or whatever is happening, but they're not using the right products, and it's just everybody's hair has gone to shit. Um, here's what I will say, my little, um, you know, AJ the hair nerd uh, plea to you guys. Hair is a live plant, and if you don't take care of it, it's going to die. Um, so, um, yeah, if you're local in the Bay Area and you need to come in and get your hair done, <laughs> let me know. <laughs> so I'm starting to tell with these women who is going to be the uber, uber sensitive person to COVID and who's going to be the kind of more lenient one like most of us have done. I'm, I'm going to say most of us because I think um, by now, I mean, we're what, in December? We're, you know, we're, we're 10, 10, yeah, 10 months in, I would say. And um, I think we all kind of hit COVID in different stages, right? So, you know, most of us in March were kind of like scared. Uh, we had that fear in us and we were just like, I don't know what's going to happen. I, I don't want to leave my house because I don't want to get sick. Um, and then we slowly started coming out of our house and we're like, okay, if we if I wear my mask and I, you know, do this, I'll be okay. But then they said that we didn't have to wear the masks. And then, you know, it kind of, um, you know, we went back and forth for a while with, with who to believe, what to believe. Um, and there's still things to this day, you know, that I personally don't believe in. Um, is this a space to talk about it? No. <laughs> But um, here's what I will say. I think I'm starting to realize with these women that they're going to be affected in different ways um, and they're going to react in different ways. Just by the preview for the next episode, um, I think that stuff is going to happen and it's definitely going to change our opinion on different women and stuff. Um, I, I don't know. I feel almost like, um, not to get all emotional with you guys, but I feel almost like Bravo is kind of turning into a platform 
um, that it, it used to not be, you know, where it used to kind of be our entertainment. And now I feel like it's standing for something more. And, um, it's, it's not that I'm not okay with that, but it's just, I like to see, I like to watch Bravo and forget about what's going on in the world. It's stupid, petty drama that just takes us out of our own drama, takes us out of our own lives. And I just, it's becoming so real that it's like, you know, um, it's kind of scary to watch because I'm just like, I don't want to relive that time in March. I don't want to go back to that place. I don't want to talk about the things that upset me in this world. I just want to watch these women bicker and fight with each other. And, um, you know, it's kind of hard obviously with COVID, but, um, uh, hopefully we don't dwell on that too much on the show. Um, I'm trying to kind of tiptoe around this topic because I don't want to offend anybody or anything. Um, that's my last intention here, but all I'm saying is, um, I truly love, you know, as much as we joke around about how it's our daytime drama and everything, I truly love watching Real Housewives because it just takes me out of my own problems and just reminds me that not everything in the world is as, <laughs> you know, like our, you know, some people are going through more than others or, you know, some people are living these different lives than us. It's just, it's interesting to watch, right? Um, so yeah, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> you know, obviously now knowing what we know about Bronwyn and her sexuality, um, I think that is a huge factor as to why she's lashing out, per se, at her family. I mean, obviously, if you're living in a house with that many kids and a husband and everything, you're going to go crazy during a COVID, you know, shutdown. Um, But I can just tell that her reactions are very heightened. And I think that she is hiding that part of herself that she just wants to let out. Um, I'm going to kind of see how that plays into the show um, and see if you know, she'll, I mean, obviously she's going to talk about it at the reunion because the, the information is now public, but, um, I want to see how her behavior is affected moving forward with the group just because, um, I feel like being gay and being closeted like that is such a big deal, especially in 2020. Um, I mean, we've come so far as a nation where it's like, um, the social pressure is not as high as it was years ago. Um, yeah, I mean, and, you know, when I came out as bisexual, um, I was f- 14 or 15. And it, you know, obviously was not taken to some of my family members as it was to the others. But obviously, um, we're in a society now where it doesn't really matter um, who you love, what you love, whatever. Um, but um, for Bronwyn, you know, she grew up in a different era, I would say, just because she's in her 40s. She grew up in a different time. Our times are rapidly changing. Um, it's much more socially acceptable, like she was saying, for her son to wear drag than it is now or than it was before. Um, uh, and same goes with just coming out as gay. So I really want to see how this affects the group, um, if at all. I mean, if Orange County had a bone collector, it would definitely be Shannon Bedore. I mean, <laughs> she she kind of, you know, is the facilitator of a lot of the drama in a way. Um, but yet she doesn't want to pretend that it's her, you know, and, um, it's exactly what the other women were saying. You know, she kind of gets in the middle and she wants everybody there, but then she doesn't want to be involved per se. And, um, I would definitely give her that title. So if you guys remember last night, the sit down talk that they had at Kelly's house outside, um, was one of their first group filming things. Um, there was a lot of drama going on about Gina not being there and Elizabeth not being there because, they, you know, Shannon had a tent to confront her on all this information that she had. Same with Bronwyn. Um, 
first of all, I want to talk about because Tamara came up on um, about last night during that whole conversation. Um, I, I caught a couple Instagram stories from Tamara. I think she was reacting to watching it. Um, <clears throat> and this is what she said on her Instagram story. I'm not on the show, but still getting blamed for shit. Let me, let me get my side out. Shannon is a liar and exhausting. Gina and Travis stopped by Cut Fitness to pick up some weights back in March. She told me that Shannon was orchestrating a get-together during first week of COVID to take down Elizabeth and expose her lies, and she wanted everyone there to get in on the action, a.k.a. do her dirty work. Shannon loves to play producer. Gina said she didn't want to get involved. We were in the beginning of a pandemic, and it didn't feel right. I had nothing to do with Gina not going. Um, I don't believe that Gina had... Or I don't believe that Tamara had anything to do with Gina not going. I mean, I, I think Gina didn't want to go because... She knows who Shannon is. She knows that she, you know, is a little crazy. She knows that she's a facilitator of some drama. Um, anyways, okay, so Tamara also went on to say, I was suffocating, question mark. We all know that's another lie. My kids and my husband would beg me not to answer the phone 25 times a day because she, she would, oh, because she would suck my energy with all her negativity. I was just trying to be a good friend. She wouldn't let me reconcile with Vicky and told me last year not to be friends with Kelly and got mad when I was. You know, it's so weird because I always thought, and correct me if I'm wrong, I always thought that, you know, if if we're going back a couple seasons when there was like the Trace Amigas um, and there was like a fallout, so it was just Tamara and Shannon versus Vicky, I always thought that Tamara was um, so hard on Vicky and I didn't know why because I always thought that Tamara and Vicky were closer friends than that. Obviously now they are because they're still friends and they hang out every once in a while. I always thought that Shannon was kind of playing it for the show and just getting so mad at Vicky, like for, I mean, she had reason, but she was getting overly mad at her and like holding a grudge on her. And it was to the point where it was just getting annoying. And, um, and then, you know, Tamara last night, she played a clip, um, of years ago when Tamara was making up with Vicky, you know, and and it was Kelly was there. Megan was there. Um, Peggy was there if you remember her. And then it was Shannon. And, um, you know, Vicky was hugging Tamara and she said, I never meant to hurt you. I swear on my kid's life, I never meant to hurt you. I just want you to be happy. And, you know, they're, they're hugging and making up. And then Shannon's in the back going, you know, this is, uh, you know, this is making me sick to my stomach. Vicky is the worst friend to Tamara. And I'm just like, how do you even know? I mean, Vicky and Tamara have been friends for years. I mean, you guys have to remember Tamara came on season three um, and, and they were close ever since. I mean, they had a couple issues, but what friends don't? That doesn't mean that Vicky's not a good friend to Tamara. Um, Vicky was there for Tamara a lot, especially during her divorce. Um, and I think anything that happened between them was mostly because of misunderstandings and hearsay. So um, anyways, that that's what Tamara had to say about last night's episode. I, I don't know why Tamara keeps getting brought up. Um, I mean, she clearly needs to be on the show because all this stuff that's going on, she's still like pretty much involved in the show and... Um, She's got all this drama circulating around her and she's not even getting a fucking paycheck. So anyways, (laughs) I I feel like I'm the only one who's a little confused on why this attack on Elizabeth is kind of coming out. I I don't understand why they're digging into her personal, you know, documents or court public documents or saying that she, you know, like uh, foreclosed on one house or whatever. Like, why is it anybody's business? And she even said in one of her um, confessionals, like, look, this is stuff that I just didn't need to come, I didn't need to come out. I don't understand why it's being brought up. And, um, so I kind of hope that she gets to the bottom of some of this because I think it's really insensitive and rude. 
Um, and also, I just don't understand why they're coming for her so hard. Looking back now, um, you know, what we know, obviously Shannon and her whole family had tested positive for COVID. Um, but, I mean, they're fine now. So it's, um, you know, they all beat COVID. And um, I just, I think that Shannon is, you know, kind of freaking out for no reason. Uh, <laughs> and I think she kind of needs to calm down a little bit. Um but obviously there's other stuff that's going to happen. And I don't know. I don't know how many episodes we're getting. I heard that there was, I mean, Vicky and Tamara said that there was only 12. Uh, but um, I, I mean, Andy tweeted like last week that they're filming the Orange County reunion soon. So there can't be more than 15. I mean, they're probably nearing the end here. I know they have their group trip, com- group trip coming up to Lake Arrowhead or whatever. So um, I guess we'll see what happens with that. Well, my friends, we have reached the end of this reaction. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I don't know. This season is kind of interesting so far. Um, lots of weird drama going on. Uh, we've we've passed the midway point, so that means we're almost done. And um, I am looking forward to the group trip. <laughs> See what happens. Uh, I hope some of these ladies can come to a resolution here with this whole Elizabeth drama. But um, we shall see. Uh, but thanks for tuning in, guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you liked it, please subscribe so you know when the new episodes are here. As always, send me a voice message if you have any questions or any drama you'd like me to address. Follow me on Instagram at AJ Jafari for updates on the podcast. Until next time, this was Housewives Happy Hour with AJ.